Welcome to Black and Brown, a podcast where three black guys get to share their love of bourbon. We talk about current events, we conduct interviews, and good old-fashioned shit-talking. Our hosts, Bill, Anthony, and Delvin, will keep you informed on what's going down with that brown. In this episode, the one we like to call episode three, we kick it with media personality, private chef, and self-proclaimed bourbon girl, Bryn Herrera. She's here to talk about ways to use bourbon in your kitchen. That's right. Not only can you put your foot in it, apparently you can put bourbon in it too. And Bryn tells us how. Also, we're going to talk about what we recently cracked open in our What's Cracking segment and give you our thoughts on our most recent pours. Okay, peeps, let's get it. All right, welcome to another episode of the Black and Brown Podcast. Oh, uh, you tell us? What's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So today we're doing our first uh, guest segment. We have in the house with us right now, uh, Bryn Herrera, who's a private chef and professional food lifestyle and travel writer. She also has a sophisticated passion for exploring the world. Bryn, how are you? Welcome to the show. What's up, fellas? What's good going morning, on? Good morning or afternoon, wherever you are. How nice. are you guys? Doing well. How are you? It's, it's good. good. It's really put good. a great good. voice to the bio and everything. Likewise, likewise. I've heard so much about you guys through, you know, um, the people's choice. People's choice. <laughs> I think we need to hear a little background on how you guys actually met. Give some context. Delvin, you want to go for that? I mean, you know. Because, you know, there's always two sides to the story. Yes, No, no, is. no. There's three sides to every story. Yours, mine, and, and the truth. Oh, okay. And then the truth. Okay, and the right. the truth. So, but, it, you know, my side and the truth kind of co- coincide, but... So anyway, we, I, you know, I was in, I was in Northern Virginia working, and I went to a bar with my, uh, one of my best friends, my college roommate, and we went to this bar, uh, really popular bar in Tyson's Corner, and just had some drinks, and we were having bourbon, old fashions, and of course, like sitting right next to us in the bar was Miss B, and you know, I've never met a stranger, right? So you know, she's sitting Ooh, right, there, yeah, and, talk to anybody, right? So we were like, yo, let's have her have an old-fashioned with us. And then we just kind of kicked it off, and we've been fast friends ever since. So, B, what's your side? We sure have. So my version is, <laughs> it was like 100 degrees inside the restaurant. That's right. Um, because the AC was out for some crazy reason. And we're all at the bar. You were there with your friend, in fact. And for those of you who know Delvin, you know that he's very polite and very... Um, I'm a gentleman. and proper. <laughs> he's a gentleman. There you go. A perfect gentleman. <laughs> And I was yeah, by myself, I was working on my laptop, and then, I don't know, like he says, he doesn't meet a stranger, and neither do I, so we just kind of like the perfect recipe. However, I have to say that I'm a little resentful in that neither you nor your friend actually offered me a drink. Oh, we didn't? What? So, wow. No, you sure? did not. No drink? Right? Wow. Right? I, so I'm just going to, I mean, we're friends like that, we're friends like that, so I can tell you. I yes. I'm not throwing you under the bus, I'm just saying. Like, right. I know I bought you I a paid drink. For my, I, paid, I paid for my $16 old-fashioned. Fact. But oh, we hit it off like it's um, different when she knows the price of the drink she yes, paid for that you didn't buy. Yes, it's different. DC, <laughs> DC's a little DC's a little outrageous with cocktails. But anyhow, we just hit it off. It was such an organic and natural vibe that we just we then exchanged on IG or we exchanged IG and then it took us like a couple months to actually exchange. And we just been like that's like my brother. I call him my Charlotte brother. That's nice. right. Very nice. Wow. Love it. Yeah, that was the kind of guy. He kind of, I mean, we met, we haven't known each other long, but it feels like we're old friends, you know? He's got kind of that personality, yeah. very outgoing, and very, he pulls you into his world, and you kind of just jail right there, you know what I mean? Yeah. He gets a little happy, but, you know, you got, you got, you got good, he's you, simply made. You got yeah. good Gigi, you got good Gigi, Delvin. The people's yeah. choice. Yeah. <laughs> that dude definitely can talk now. 
he has redeemed himself. He has since then treated me to a couple of old fashions when he's up in DC for business. So there it's we all go. good. There's the truth. It, it, there's the truth. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like you answered our first question, Brent. You know, we have these questions we like to ask guests, and since you're our first guest, which is pretty cool, um, the first question we like to throw. Oh, I'm so you, honored. I'm so honored. That one bourbon cocktail so that the gateway to falling in love with the Browns. Which one did it for you? Was it the old fashioned, or was there another one? Oh boy. Um, yeah, I would probably say it was an old fashioned. I'll tell you where it was. I was traveling, so I travel a lot, kind of exploring food and wine and food and, and the cultures around the world or whatever. And I don't know where I was coming back from, but I had a layover in Denver. And I'll never forget that I was sitting at a random bar and the gentleman next to me was having bourbon. This was about five or six years ago, well, about five years ago. And at that time, I hadn't really, really developed a palate or interest in bourbon because it was just too much of a was too strong for me, and I always equated it with being like a man's man's drink. So he was like, hey, why don't you try this Blanton? And I had never heard of the brand, but I loved the fact that it had a little horse on it, because my mom and I love, love, love horses. Mm -hmm. So it was much more of an aesthetic thing. I had a neat bourbon, and I was like, oh, that was too much. But I think just kind of the engagement that I had with that gentleman, who then followed me on like Facebook and was connected to me for some time after that, that was kind of like my entry point into really being interested and intrigued with Brown. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say that that was my first experience where I really enjoyed it. But they, all, you know what they say about food and wine and, and spirits. It's very much about where you are, your environment, your ambiance, and the people with whom you're spending time. That's correct. So who yeah. knows? Like I could have had that. I could have had that. Um, land another time by myself, and it just wouldn't have resonated the same. But I will say that it's been consistent for me. So I enjoyed it. Yeah, so I, I, I guess I should preface this a little bit for the listeners. I mean, we actually got to connect last night and had some great conversations that I kind of wish we would have. Oh my God, I was so there. Yeah, that was <laughs> it, was so, it was really so dope and it was really organic and, and it kind of made me want to reach out and say, hey, you know, this could be something that we could push going forward like the black and brown and always have you, you know, step in because the vibe was really dope. And I think the listeners will kind of feel that connect as we go through the podcast today and as we talk more. So with that first question answered, like with the old fashioned, and one thing we touched on last night was that black Manhattan. Oh so, my God! Yes. Yeah. Look, look here, look here, black and brown. Yeah, look here, black me. and brown listeners. I'm gonna put y'all on to this drink that I had. It, so one of the places that Delvin and I go game. to, yeah. This recipe or this um, restaurant that Delvin and I visit when he's in town is um, called the Hamilton. I go there for sushi. So then randomly, I go to bars a lot and just kind of sit and do some work toward the end of the day. I just kind of find some inspiration watching people kind of connect with each other over drinks or what have you. So anyhow, an Irish bartender suggested that I have a black Manhattan. And can I tell y'all, it literally, it, it just like sang the glorified versions of, of, all the, of, all the, of all the songs. So I'll tell you guys, I don't have an actual recipe, I'll let Anthony maybe provide you guys with one on IG, but it's in essence whatever good bourbon you can find and then a verno, which is a Italian liqueur and get this walnut bitter. Yeah, if you can't, you can't so, see her, if you're listening, she's, she's going to her bar and she's pulling back the Avena. Yes, I'm going to my so, bar. I'm, yeah, so, I'm yeah, totally enjoying it for you guys. I've got some whiskey here. I've got some Averna, which is again an Italian uh, liqueur and it's, it's just beautiful. I can't really describe it to you. And then again, walnut bitter. And it is remarkable so much that I can only have one. Like, it's on that level of intensity. But it's beautiful. And you definitely want to sip it 
super slow. Like, it's not as sweet as an old-fashioned. Is it over ice? But it's beautiful. It's very robust. It's round. Pardon me? So, do you have that over ice, or is it... Oh, no, I definitely had it over ice. No, you definitely want to... You want to diffuse it a little bit. It's very intense, yeah. But okay. but you really want to drink, like, five or six of them, like we do, right? Yeah, right. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I was looking at... I mean, this morning if, I have a, if, I have a if I have a... If I have a... If I have a designated driver, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Always have to have that DD? Yeah, I was uh, going yeah, to recipe this tea. morning looking at it, and a, and a guy made it with, uh, he chilled it over over ice and then poured it up into a Manhattan glass. It looked beautiful. But as I said last night, we're going to take it back and rename it the city streets because black Manhattan, just it just needs so much more on that on that moniker. Yeah, that's dope. Look, you guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do this, right? So I'm, Anthony and I, so again, you gonna make it right we, were having this really, we were having this like dope conversation last night. Um, oh, I love it. And so... I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna. So I have. I make espresso every single morning, and on crazy days where I need a little you. more. Yes, this is espresso, Cuban espresso. Oh Cuban my god! I have not made this, you guys. I've not made this. Yeah, look. I mean, I'm out of ice. Of like, I love big cubes. What? If you are a proper bourbon drinker and yes. you do it on the rocks, you have to use big cubes. Okay? Oh, absolutely. I have, I have two molds. I have two molds of those. Yeah. Yeah, talk to us now. We, we're in that camp. We know. What? So when this I do, um, if I, if for whatever reason I need an extra shot in the middle of the day and I'm only do like half an ounce, I'll reserve the rest and, and freeze it for purposes like this. Oh, I love it. I, so we're going yeah. to do this. We're going to do this right now. Anthony, so what was the recipe you saw? So so this guy, the bartender, was making it. He'd make it with, uh, like you're doing it, he did two ounces of bourbon. He did one ounce of the bourbon. And then he did one shake of the Angostura bitters and one shake of the walnut bitters. Then he put it, iced okay. it, started it up, poured it up into a Manhattan glass. It was beautiful. It was sexy. Like you said, you're bringing the sexy, we're bringing the water. And <laughs> she, she's making one right now. What? In the podcast. I'm totally making one right now, yeah. No, no, no. It's, we're renaming it, though. It's the Black and yeah, Brown Manhattan. Yeah, we're renaming it the City Streets. No, no, no. It's yeah. the Black and Brown Manhattain. Say less. I love it even more. My oh, goodness. wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. That's why he's oh, the most sure you oh, What? Chris, bro, man, you're killing us. Out. You're killing us right now, man. <laughs> wow. So, Brian, why are you making I'm just saying. You can't, you, can't, you can't invite me on and expect me to half that, you know? No, that's, that's right. That's what's right. We want you to bring that we're, heat. We're setting the weekend off. But let I me tell you another drink. So, we talked about this drink last night, and I found this one as well. It was, um, so it's a bourbon iced coffee. Remember I told you I found a drink that you could start your morning with to set off your weekend? Yeah. I mean, and it's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The bourbon iced coffee. This is, this is heading down what's, the path. Okay, so what's right. in it? What's in that coffee? Uh, so that one had, uh, what bourbon did it have in there? I have to eat the recipe, but we'll put it up. So it had bourbon, iced coffee, simple syrup, um, and chocolate bitters. And a little uh, grating on that bag. Okay. Where do you find oh, I like chocolate that. I, like that. I don't know, dude. I mean, I had a hard time finding grapefruit bitters. I mean, <laughs> these people are talking about walnut and... Yeah. So, Brent, follow-up question number two. So, so we talk about bourbon, and when you taste bourbon, you know it has a nose to it, and you, and you get all that, um, what's the word I'm looking for, Delvin? What's, what's aroma. the word I'm looking for? for aroma. The aromas. Thank you, Delvin. The aromas of bourbon. So, if bourbon has a nose, and like we like to associate our bourbons with music, bourbon's definitely got an ear. So, we start a hashtag over on Instagram. Delvin. Hashtag bourbon sounds like. Hashtag bourbon sounds like. Ooh. So, Brent, what, bourbon you bourbon, like. what does bourbon sound like to you? So, the minute I thought about it, I was like, for whatever crazy reason, I don't know if it was because of the energy that I woke up with this morning, but I instantly heard, and this is totally going to date me, but I heard love and happiness. What? what? I know, I love it. Yeah. That's perfect. Love Isn't that crazy? I swear to goodness. I'm not even. Yeah, you cannot go wrong. Love and happiness. I 
like it. You're right. I mean, that I'm totally dating myself. Yeah, that does date you. I date you, right? No, a little bit. But if it makes you have some old school R&B in your playlist, you're crazy. That's right. I, yeah. I, music that's me music. all day. That's essential. That's kind of stuff like oh, I My dad played it So wait, but then, like, on the more... On the more modern side, anything Chris Brown, honestly, I ain't gonna lie. What? What? Come on, man. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so many more choices. I mean, I just, so I, just, I, just I just like to do. Okay. I mean, if I you said like if you said bourbon dances like, I'll give you that. Right. But <laughs> okay. But okay, sound yeah, like okay, yeah. Fine. Yeah, because that dude can dance. Okay, y'all ready for this? Yeah, I that dude can ready. dance because he can sure dance. This is gonna be so nice. Okay, oh, y'all yeah. ready for this? Yes. Check it out. Yeah, we got to hear it. Take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. Yeah, we, it. we need to hear it. Remember, this is a podcast. I don't know, okay. But look, if you, for those of you who can see me, other guys, you can see this chilled, right? Yes, very chill. Like her shaker is covered in a nice little frost right yes, now. Sir. It has a nice little frost. Let me rinse out my glass. Here. But yeah, the dance, it was dance like Chris Brown. There you go. No doubt. No I doubt. like it. There it is. So I was just going to ask her what she's been doing during quarantine, because everybody's dealing with it different ways. You know, how's the food change? game is tight, so I know she's eating well, because she's a chef, basically. But how's the drinking been going during quarantine, Brent? So here's the thing. So again, I this is a no judgment zone, right? No judgment, no judgment zone. No, no, black and brown, black Come and brown. Yes. No judgment here. Um. So yeah, I mean, I I I will say I I drink every day, and I drink obviously responsibly, but I drink with my dinner either a glass of red wine or every now and then I'll do an old fashioned. Like I don't do meat at home. I only mm-hmm. do that when I'm with people. But yeah, I mean, I I've been obviously cooking a lot, developing recipes. I work out like crazy, but I've had two fitness injuries which have set me back a little little bit, so I've tried to be a little more cognizant of how I'm eating, but either way, I mean, I get my workout in some way, somehow, either running or on my bike, um, and spending time with, I have a very tight nucleus of people that I see regularly, and that's pretty much it, just, you know, grinding my business out, like, I'm trying to put my podcast back, which is called Live at the Hive, which our boy Delvin has been on, oh, and yeah, we had an amazing conversation, yes, Delvin has been my favorite guest on so far, what? She's, yeah. she's just saying that. Yeah, yeah. we have, No, I promise you, like, Delvin and I had such a good conversation, and as much as I like teasing about being so prim and proper, like, he and I are so much alike on the surface, and so mm-hmm. we just we just vibed really, really well, and I just thoroughly enjoyed the conversation because I learned a lot, but he also charged me to think outside the box. Right. Yeah. Which was, you know, that's, oh, that's important with your friends, right? Look at the color on that, on that cocktail, man. Look at the two guys. That is, that is so rich this? and dark. So we had a hard time with yeah. trying to adjust our podcast during quarantine. Have you run into any hurdles with your podcast? during the quarantine and trying to keep it going or um so good um yeah so the last part of the last episode that I recorded was in March and I did that right after excuse me like at the tail end of February right after the Super Bowl and the conversation was around black and brown bodies women and how we are always objectified etc etc so anyhow I was recording at a local university studio and then COVID got crazy and hit and I was like oh my goodness I can't do this right now because it got shut down but look it's August I can't use it as an excuse anymore so I've definitely um, been consulting with professional podcasters and engineers who have helped me outfit my home to do this from the comfort of my home office so that I don't have to rely on an actual studio to do it um, and then I actually might tap into you Anthony to do my editing because I've got two people that I'm that I shortlisted to do my editing but look there's no excuse to not get your work done because of COVID, like right. this is a really right. great opportunity to get creative, tap into your resources, right. and pivot and leverage what's happening. So one of the things that I've done is kind of 
steps back and looked at how businesses, big organizations and small organizations are um, entertaining, retaining, and engaging not only their internal teams, but also their clients. Mm-hmm. So everybody eats, everybody likes to drink. I know that alcohol sales are up, not just in spirits, but also in wine. So I was like, boom, I'm about to hook you guys up with a food and wine experience virtually because everybody's online, right? Oh, that's nice. Yes, absolutely. Um, So I'm I'm doing these really dynamic four-hour food and wine experiences for large companies and smaller as well where we do three recipes over two courses and I pair each course with a wine and then I have a sommelier come on and actually do a tasting and talk about the wines that I've chosen to pair with each recipe. So it's a lot of fun. By the end of the four hours, everyone's a little sipsy because we had two bottles of wine. Right. And, cool. um, and so it's just a lot of fun. Like, again, it's a really great way for an organization to bring in their teams and kind of keep the camaraderie and the energy and the vibe up and active, um, but also let them know that, hey, we're thinking about you, we miss you, and we can all break bread and say cheers together. So you guys get an idea to actually incorporate bourbon into the whole experience. Because there are plenty of people who don't drink wine but just actually do liquor. Right. And I think that bourbon is a really great conversation starter for people who kind of hover over both wine and spirits. And it's just sexy. It's so sexy. Yeah, that's actually that's actually the silver best theory. I mean, that's his theory. Yes, that's right. Yeah, bourbon and conversation goes hand in hand. So if you didn't drop it, why don't you tell the listeners what the name of that is, your concept, and then if they're interested in reaching out to you, let them know how they can get in contact if they just want to retain your services. Yeah, for sure. So that's so sweet of you guys. I am on Bright Career everywhere. So one of the things that I did when social media became like a thing 10 years ago, I grabbed my name everywhere. So I would urge you guys to grab your name everywhere. Encourage you rather. So, Brent Herrera on all social and my website, same thing, BrentHerrera.com or House of Brent because everything that comes out of my house is fabulous. And um, you'll get information there for not only the corporate events, but I'm also, and Delvin, I have to thank you, you and your wife, for being so supportive. But I did a three, seven-week series for kids, um, cooking class, and that went incredibly well. I had up to 40 kids at one point, which is a little overwhelming, but it was really great seeing all these kids' faces from all over the country get really excited about cooking. And since that went so well, I then, again, pivoted, and now I offer a virtual cooking school. Oh, so I have a summer session. Yeah, I have a summer session that's active now. We have three more classes and then I'll take a two week break for myself where I might go hit up some bourbon distilleries. There you go. And then yeah, um there it is. and then I'll start a fall session for another ten weeks. Yo, by the way, if I And that's strictly for kids. B, if I can for a second, so my so she referenced my kids were were um, a part of this cooking class, this virtual cooking class, and my middle daughter, mm-hmm. who is very shy and introverted, she did this class, and I'm just telling you the confidence that she gained from being a part of this class, and and Aww. now B, seriously, when we make Taco Tuesday. She makes that that um, salsa mix that you taught her how to make. Like nobody will eat their tacos without it. So wow, nice. So the that's Brand dope. Herrera taco mix. Yeah, I need to mix. get my daughter in on that, man. Because you know uh, she's. A, I'm she's trying to tell you, man. So my, my my mantra is empower, educate, <clears throat> and entertain. So I want to empower the kids to experience and explore something that they've not, and not necessarily rely on their parents. Right. educate them in terms of, you know, food knowledge, food science, and just kind of basic kitchen skills. And, you know, build up their confidence in using a knife and cutting things up. Um, and then also just entertain. Like, you know, we normally start off the class with a little dance, and then um, 
we just kind of tell anecdotal, I share anecdotal stories of where the recipe came from or where I first had it or, you know, I, just, I invite the kids to tell me stories about, you know, their experience with food as well. And I always, so if we do a recipe the following week, I always say, hey guys, what did you cook over the weekend? So they all like, to your point, Delvin, the more introverted kids are now becoming a little more confident. So they like sharing what they cooked over the weekend and if they cooked it for a family member or friend. So one little girl, she's just a little entrepreneur. She has literally taken one of my recipes and cooked it for like her whole neighborhood and she's charging them. So I'm like, she's what? making coins. What? <laughs> she's That's making coins. Nice. Is she giving yeah. you a vig? I mean, yeah, man. Is she giving you royalties yeah, on that? Right, man. You're giving you points on the package. I know, right? <laughs> I wish. I need, I need to charge you like, like 5% royalty. Right. So, so that's the whole point. It's like to empower these kids, you know? Right. When you do your experiences, both corporate and personal and whatnot, do you introduce them to your your criolla, your your food, or are you cooking like traditional foods with a spin or up to date French culinary foods? How are you um, running about that? Oh, uh, that's such a good question. I right, so when I first started cooking professionally many, many, many years ago, um, it was strictly Cuban and Latin fusion because I really wanted to introduce people to my Cuban background mm-hmm. and my you know, Caribbean, because I'm Cuban Jamaican. I wanted to introduce people to that whole Caribbean idea of cuisine and how we, you know, entertain and kind of how we break bread at home. Because food is definitely, much like I would say any American, honestly, food is very much like the crux of our life experience at home. Everything for us starts in the kitchen and ends in the kitchen. So it's incredibly important for me to kind of invoke that spirit. So whenever you come into my home, and I, all of you are welcome, the three of you are welcome oh, to my home yep. anytime. And I will I'm sure with a bourbon pull out the red car. I will, I will, yeah, bring bourbon. I'm only going to ask you to bring bourbon. Yes. Um, but it. I will roll out the carpet for you with the food. Right. So now, you know, over the years, I've just, because my brand has evolved and my experience has evolved and because I've traveled so much, I definitely like to incorporate not just ingredients, but also food ways, traditions, and techniques that I've learned around the world into my food. So there's always... That Cuban base, and I'm always gonna, I'm always gonna talk about being Cuban, right? I'm always gonna in, interject that somewhere, right. but I'm always gonna elevate the experience with stories that I've, um, I have heard or I've experienced myself when I've traveled. So, for instance, I will take this is basic, but I'll take a classic Cuban mojito, okay, which is a, a rum drink, and then I'll infuse it with, let's say, maybe lavender, um, mm. simple oh, syrup, right? Wow. Lavender is lavender is not Cuban at all. It's a very Mediterranean French and it's beautiful so I would maybe do a mojito and that's a very simple way of kind of infusing other um, flavors and other um, cuisines but just to kind of give you an idea of how I'll always like my base on is Cuban and then I'll incorporate other things into it but not everybody's into that right so I if you like if you're a client and you want strictly Italian American then I can do that for you Wow. Right. Very nice. That's the game, though. I mean, you have the the traditional culinary background, but you add your own flavor to it. I think that gives it a certain dynamic, which is really dope. And, I mean, that's what sets you apart from everyone else. Well, the thing is, I always want you, so it's never about me, right? It's always about you. It's always about your experience and your vibe and what you walk away with. I always want you to walk away feeling like you've learned something new and um, actually curious to go out and explore other things, right? Because we get so caught up in our bubbles and our SOP, right? The way that we operate every day, we get so caught up in that because it's easy and it's comfortable. But we're doing ourselves a disservice by not, like, opening up our minds to what else is out there. So my point is always to, again, elevate your experience and help you understand that your palate can be, you know, trained to develop a taste for something else. Just like, you know, I got into bourbon five years ago with something 
But you could not have paid me to drink ten years ago. Yeah. I agree with that. For sure. So, so Bryn, I mean, you're, you're like this um, media personality, private chef. You do all these amazing things. But do you incorporate bourbon or whiskey into your culinary stuff? Do you cook with it? You cook with it. Like, and is if you do, is there a dish that you particularly enjoy making with bourbon or whiskey? Yeah. So, unlike wine, bourbon is not as accessible because of price point, right? And it's not something that you necessarily drink every day, unless, you know, you do a, a nice glass at the end of the evening. And I think that that's for a more mature crowd, which is what your audience is. Right. So I like to reserve my bourbon for actual cooking and not necessarily infusing into cooking. However, there's always a caveat and there's always a, an exception to the rule. Bourbon goes exceptionally well with dessert. Um, so there are a couple of cakes that I've made over the years where I've infused bourbon into either the actual batter or I've made buttercream with bourbon. And what? so I've got this uh, recipe for you guys. I'll share it with you guys. I did this. Fantastic. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. I did this. Um, you guys, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tease you all real quick. I don't think even Delvin. I don't think Delvin. I don't think you guys knew about this. But I did this. A couple of, like, about eight years ago, I did a segment on ABC in Tampa for Father's Day. And I was like, well, what can I do that's, like, you know, that's not, like, the typical grilled steak or whatever. So I made a salted butterscotch bourbon cake with minted buttercream icing. Oh, what? So let me tell you. Yes, oh, I, no, I see your face. I see your face. I have some of that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you guys. Everything you said, I like. It is. It is legit a sexy cake, but it's also, it's something that your kids can make because, you know, they can get involved in the kitchen. Everybody likes baking, right? Like, it's yeah, fun. You don't have to be 21 um, to make that cake? No, you don't have to be, you have to be 21 and drink to eat the cake. You, have to, you can be, you oh, can be 15 you. years old to make the cake. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. B, you know my you know, birthday is coming up, man. right? You know my birthday is coming. Yes, I know that. Okay, I just, I just, sent, I just, sent, I just sent Anthony the link. Um, yeah, but you guys, it. this is where you, you can. Get it. But oh, I yes, no, no, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna like, hack your would, your account. I wouldn't, I wouldn't use like the best bourbon to infuse. I would use like a maybe like a twenty dollar bourbon to infuse, but then I would use like top shelf bourbon to like drizzle at the very end because that's where you really want to oh, get. The flavor because the bourbon that you the bourbon that you infuse into either the batter or the um, buttercream is eventually going to um, evaporate right with right. the cooking process. Right. So the bourbon, so it's going to have a flavor. Like your cake is going to be beautiful and moist with bourbon. It's going to taste like so. But you want to reserve the good bourbon for that drizzle at the very end, which is amazing. So when you say infuse, wow. like you just mean you're gonna stir it into the batter, right? I'm not a cook. I'm not a culinary person, like yeah. the, like the plug. Right. Over here. You gotta break it down for that. So how do you yeah. infuse bourbon? Yeah. Right. Because I infuse it into my, um, you know, my mouth. Not every night like you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But. Um, no. So when you infuse. You're like, the process of like soaking and letting something really marinate so that the flavor really marries and blends well with the other ingredients. So, for instance, if we're doing, we talked about this last night on our fun, fun call. Like, if you do a simple syrup, I'm going to make a rosemary-infused simple syrup. So that means I'm going to simmer my simple syrup with fresh sprigs of rosemary, and then I'm just going to let it do its thing. And then when I actually bottle it in a glass container, like a mason jar, 
I'm going to leave that rosemary break in there. So in essence, I have now infused my um, simple syrup with rosemary. Oh, wow. So same thing, like, if I do, if I do, um, I can think the same thing, like, the bourbon infused, you can do a bourbon infused, this would be kind of crazy, but this would be kind of good. Like, you can do a bourbon infused olive oil. Like, that's so crazy, but you could legit do that. So that over time, right, over time, your olive oil invokes the energy and the spirit, no pun intended, of the bourbon. So not only are you going to taste it, but you're also going to smell it. Because a lot of what we do, a lot of what makes fun and drinking, you know, what makes eating and drinking fun is that you smell it, right? You not, it's not just a visual thing. You also, it's a, it's a oratory thing. So, I mean, um, a smell thing. So you want to be able to smell something that's delectable and makes you feel good. So... Mm. When you drizzle that olive oil, let's say, over a salad and you smell that bourbon, like, it's just, you're just taking your whole experience to a whole other level. I got it. And here's another recipe I'm going to drop with you guys. Another recipe. Bourbon caramel popcorn. For you popcorn lovers, like, I'm not about living my, ba- like, life is not about basic, right? Like, you have to live life to the fullest. Like, you've got to do what you want to do. Um, yeah. So, I make popcorn legit every night. In fact, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I was actually eating some popcorn last night. But, we saw it in you your can teeth. do we saw a it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to say anything. On my teeth? Oh, yeah, God. Not, yeah. But, it was oh, all good. Oh, wow. We could, um, we, could, we could probably sit here and talk food all day, right. but, I mean. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to share that recipe. I'm going to share that recipe with you guys. I'm excited, but, you know. Um, so this is the segment of the show we like to talk about what's cracking. Like, what are you cracking right now? What bottles do you have? You know, tell us about it. And then also after that, you know, what bottle are you looking for? What are you trying to find that's on your hit list? Yeah. So you guys, I'm, um, again, I, I'm relatively new to the bourbon game. Like, I've been exploring and tasting bourbons for the, mm-hmm. for the last five years. And I have, I've had some amazing bourbons. I've had some not-so-good bourbons. Um, my work for... I would say was in Jamaica. <laughs> I don't know why I would even think that I would get a good pour in Jamaica, but that was about three years ago. My best friend got married in Jamaica, and I took a, a guy friend of mine with me, one of my best friends, and we were drinking Buffalo like morning, noon, and night. Like, wake up, we're like, let's go to the bar. And that's what you do when you're on vacation, right? I do not recommend, and I'm not encouraging doing that on your day-to-day because we're all responsible professionals. So when you're on vacation, whatever you do there, stay there. Right. Um, so we would hit the bar for, like, some old fashions. And, yo, I had the worst pour ever. And I can't even remember the, the brand or whatever, but it was resort, low level. Because it was free, right? So whatever. <laughs> that was my worst pour. My best pour was probably, because it was emotional, again, at that bar where I had the brand and I loved it. But just this week, no lie, this is really timely, I was looking for hand sanitizer, and a lot of distilleries are making sanitizer because, you know, they right. are working with um, alcohol. So right, right. I was raised in Falls Church, Virginia, and I was, again, looking for some hand sanitizer and just literally randomly saw a sign that said Falls Church Distillery. And I walked in, and lo and behold, they are a legit distillery where they have about four different whiskeys. So they have... Um, their church whiskey, which is what I have here, and you guys can see this. Yep. Very uh, nice. Church whiskey, they also have a bourbon whiskey, and then they have a rye. And their rye was the best, honestly, but I really enjoyed their whiskey. So I bought a bottle just to, one, support them, but also kind of see what it's like. And I opened this up with you guys last night, yes. and it starts off with um, a very heavy forward note of banana, mm-hmm. um, which I've never experienced in another bourbon ever. 
and then it finishes quite soft, the very pronounced note of cinnamon. Wow. So it starts off really fruity and yeah, really fruity and supple at the top, and then it ends really spicy. So it, it has a really nice drink. Yeah, and I had it. I had it meat last night with you guys. Yeah, so I don't know what it's like on that. Do you have an age statement for that bourbon? Uh, pardon me? An age statement for it. Do you, do you know how old it is? Yeah, I think it's I think it's I think it's six months in oh, oh, wow. I think a wood barrel. Yeah, it's very young. Oh wow. Um their 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 rye is about three years. Okay. Why does that bottle yeah, have exactly gone? Nice. Yeah. You just opened it last night. It's half. It's half. Hey, 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 hey. Because I, I just made you guys, I just made you guys a block on um, Manhattan. Brent, what, what night are your right? meetings? What what night are your meetings? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, Delvin, what are you cracking? All right, so the plug hooked me up. Oh, wait, wait. I'm looking for, I'm looking for Elmer T's. I'm looking for Elmer T's. That's what I'm looking for. Elmer T, well. Can't, can't help you. Yeah, I'm about to okay. say, man. I'm so I know a guy who can get you that. that. But you know you Delvin, can Delvin, don't make me don't Delvin, don't make me don't make me don't make me throw you under the bus, buddy. Because I know you got I know you got your yeah. nice selection. Yes, he does. You you might have a better chance of finding a, a leprechaun at the end of a rainbow. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> with a pot of gold. With a pot of gold. Uh, all right. Cheers so, for that. Cheers, cheers. So here here's what I what I cracked this week. The plug sent me you know some uh, some E H Taylor. Right, small batch. Ooh. Small batch. Ooh. And you know, I I, uh, I I'm very I'm very reluctant to open bottles, but I finally <laughs> cracked. I finally cracked that E. H. Taylor small batch, dude. Oh my goodness! So that bottle is half empty at this point. Yeah, I just that, opened small it like really good, dude. Like Wednesday, I opened it, and wow. it's just fire. So nice. anyway, really I'm gonna go and give that one a solid four Black Fists. Wow. Really? Ooh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was fine. Wow. Yeah, we forgot to tell you, we rate we rate bourbons on a scale of one to five black fists. So we'll circle back to see what you're gonna rate your falls church <clears throat> church as it were. But right now we're gonna let the silverback get the mic and yes, tell sir. us what he's cracking. Yes, sir. So um, the first couple of, you know episodes, I was talking about unicorns and hard to find bourbons. You know, in that anti uh, one hundred seven. And yep. Heaven Hill, um, Bottled and Bond. So those are, you know, uh, bourbons that you, you know, it's kind of hard to find. So this week, mm-hmm. I, um, I found a bottle of very, very um, nice priced um, old um, uh, Fisher 100. Um, so, yeah, it's really good, dude. And, um Is it, it Bottled and Bond? It's not Bottled and Bond. It's just 100 proof. It's 100 proof. So, but Ooh, nice. the price point is $25. So, but the the smell I get I get brown sugar. Mm. I get some cornbread. Mm. Not the movie brown. Sugar. No, not the movie brown. But I get I get oh. some brown really sugar. Nice. Yes, right. But and and choice you were like this. The finish is super long. Is it? Yes. Okay. It's very good. It's so, uh, it's just long. <laughs> it doesn't. But I will say this though. I will say this. So whenever you sip it. You feel it all over your tongue. You know, usually, you know, you know, bourbon like a sweet bourbon, you feel it at the tip, or like the corn, you feel it like you know towards the back. But this bourbon, I feel everywhere. Wow, it's really mm-hmm. good. It's, I mean, but for that price point of twenty five dollars, um, it's a really good buy. I think it's, um, I think it's an everyday bourbon. I think it's a bourbon that um, you, you can enjoy like every day. So, 
Um, well, what's it called again? Fisher? Um, old Forester, I'm sorry. Old Forester. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. My bad. I was, old I was Forester. Like, I was like, yo. Yeah, Old yeah. Forester 100. My bad. Definitely under proof, brother. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm enjoying it right now, so as you, as you can tell. Yeah. So, how many would you give it? I would give it about three. I would give it three. It's a solid bourbon. It's a good everyday bourbon. Um, like I said, it's a little strong, So, um, but I will say this. I will say, a cube ruins it. So you have to drink it neat. You have to drink it okay. neat. So don't put a cube in it. The cube just destroys it. Um, but it's really good neat. Uh, it's a little strong for me, but it's, it's, it's still pretty good. Quite tasty. Nice. So any particular bottles you're looking for, or are you pretty set right now with your stash? Man, let me tell you. So <laughs> this week, man, I bought like five bottles in, in two days. So right now, oh, yeah. I am all over the place. So... I'm still looking for the MOT, um, like like everyone else. Um, yeah. But but right now I'm I'm pretty good, you know, for the moment. So yep. Okay. All right. What so about I you, Paul? When I, when I tasted, um, of course I got the Clyde May Special Reserve. That's sitting at one ten. But that's not what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about something out of New England because you know, I was trying to find New England bourbon. I was under the impression that only bourbon could come out of Kentucky or the Mid Atlantic states. Anyway, so I found a bourbon in Maine called Tidewalker. And it sits around 86 proof, but the reason I wanted to talk about it in this show is because we were having Chef Herrera on, and when you nose it, it smells heavily of banana bread, which is really weird to me. Really? Um, yeah, it smells like banana bread, and I didn't pick up on it. I let my son nose it, and he was like, ooh, that smells like banana bread. I was like, bro, you're not drinking, are you? He's like, no, but you can smell it. So once I nose it again, it does smell heavily of banana bread. And when you taste it, you get a lot of cinnamon. You get, like, the warming spices and some fruity notes. So, I mean, I don't know if you guys can find it where you're at, but, you know, the Probably plug may, may give some stuff your way because I've been lucky enough to find it. You know, maybe it'll be a slow-moving train coming down your way and I can get stuff to you guys. But it's a really <laughs> um, nice bourbon. But, you know, it's not in Delvin's warehouse. It's around 86 proof. And you can sip it neat. You can add ice cube if you want to thin it out, if that's too much for you. But it's really, really good. 86 is basically Kool-Aid, bro. Well, you know, sometimes you need a nice little cooler just to chill things out until you get to the 110, you know what I mean? I know. So I'll give it three black fists because it's sitting, like, I think, just right above the midpoint, you know, for a good sippable bourbon. Right. So, Brent, uh, can you tell us how many black fists you'll give your church? And then let's talk a little bit about your uh, bourbon bus babes, where you got your recipes at for the people. Um, so the church, let's see. This is literally my first time having it. I had it meat last night, which I thoroughly enjoyed. And yeah. Delvin, I'm going to correct you, my friend. I did not drink a quarter of a bottle last night. Um, <laughs> I had about total, I think I was doing like little fours last night, right? Um, and I just had it mixed. So now I've had it in all ways. So I had always. Like I had it neat and then I had it in a cocktail. It's beautiful in this cocktail. And again, I'm having this with a coffee ice cube. So it's not the authentic, original black man that we talked about because I just wanted to try something different. I love it in this, honestly. Like, it's really, really subtle in this. It's not overpowering, so it allows both the coffee cube and the Averna to, like, shine as well. Mm-hmm. I would give this, based on all the other bourbons that I've tasted, and it's, it's very it's very immature, right? It's not a mature bourbon at all. Right. I would give it... Um, Don't be a homer. I would give it, like, a... Four. Four? Really? Homer. Yeah. Homer. I really, I really, Homer I'll alert. Homer I'll tell alert. You, I'll, 
yeah, I'll tell you why. I, I've, I've smelled and I've enjoyed a lot of bourbons, not as many as you gentlemen have, but initially, I, if you guys recall last night, like my initial reaction was like, ooh, I smell banana. I've literally never done that with any other bourbon. Like, it was so potent and still in my face, but it was, it was, it was subtle. Like, it, I mean, not subtle, it was, it was potent, but it wasn't, like, overpowering. Right. So that intrigued me to, like, want to taste it. So for it to have a strong nose and completely finished, it wasn't long like the one that you're talking about. It yeah. was very, it was much shorter. No, this but it was very strong on the on the um, on the cinnamon on the back end. Dope. Yeah. I just thought that was a really nice juxtaposition of sweet and subtle, and then strong and poignant and in your face, but not like extended. You know. It was basically me. So it ended sweet and ended it ended. What did you say? It was basically me. It was the people's choice. It's the people's choice. It was basically, it was basically the people's choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Delvin, Delvin, Delvin will come in real smooth, right? Real speed, exactly. Real subtle, yeah. real mushy, yeah. and then he leaves. And then be like, damn. Right. <laughs> That's right. And I'm not paying for that drink because <laughs> it was sixteen dollars. <laughs> so let's so let's talk church whiskey. I don't I don't I don't know you guys talk church whiskey, but I'm giving y'all a shout out on my homeboys podcast. I just, it was a whimsical find. I wasn't looking for you. I'm impressed. And I, you know, I just, I like the fact that it's from my hometown. Yes. Like, that's so random, right? Yeah, man, like, you gotta support your local people. Right. Yeah, yeah for absolutely. sure. Absolutely. I'm excited. So, hmm. tell us a little bit about boss babes. Uh, the Bourbon Boss Babes. Yeah, so a couple of years ago, so again, I do a lot of um, food writing and I explore new restaurants. I talk to staff. Because I, you know, as much as I cook, like, it's also nice to be treated to other people's food. And, mm. I just enjoy eating other stuff's food because, one, I learn from them, but also it's just, it's just nice to be treated, um, yeah. especially when they're male chefs. So, again, back to the Hamilton, which is one of my favorite places in D.C., and there's a really great story behind why I really like going there, for, and we can reserve that for another day. But um, I know the manager there quite well, and he's also Irish, uh, John. So I was like, John, again, this is when I was two years into, like, really exploring bourbon. And I was like, hey, I want to come and explore all the amazing bourbon drinks that the ladies can enjoy. Because typically, bourbon is associated with men and cigar smoking and just a more refined experience, right? So I figure that as a black woman, as a Latina woman, it's not very commonplace for us to enjoy at any age. So I figured that if I did a roundup of seven drinks that women who own their life and own their business and own their awesomeness could really enjoy and not feel intimidated by. I came up yep. with seven, um, well, I featured seven recipes, seven different drinks that the ladies could really enjoy and introduce themselves into the world of this beautiful brown spirit. So on the top of my list is obviously um, the old fashioned, because I think it's a, it's a classic drink, right? It's a classic cocktail. It dates back to the 1800s, and it's a simple, you know, whiskey, sugar, and bitter. Um, and actually, I don't do sugar in my old fashioned. I do um, maple syrup. I do maple syrup, depending on the bourbon. I'll do maple syrup, and I'll do um, honey, actually. What? Maple um, syrup? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, maple so syrup, my, yes. Um, he, yeah, um, maple. he found this uh, bourbon-infused honey, and uh, he makes a simple syrup. Mm. Yeah. What? So, yeah. yeah. So he makes wow. his, uh, his own. Look, I, I told you, I'm here, I'm here, I'm, I'm here to um, elevate your experience, yes, my yeah. fellas. Because I love maple um, syrup. Ladies. Oh, yeah, I love maple syrup, yeah. Yeah. Not a yeah. 
And now you may have to be from New England. There are some really, really good maple syrup factories up there. My neighbor just brought me a bottle from New Hampshire, and yes. I'm really excited yes. to taste it. I haven't used that yet in my in my um, bourbon, but I can't wait to try it in my old fashioned. Um, okay, ladies. So the district cider is really good. It's a little on the sweeter side, but it's a really nice drink. Um, Rowan's Creek is made with Rowan's, and it's fresh ginger juice, simple syrup, soda, and orange peel. That's a really lovely summer cocktail. Wow. Um, this is one of my favorites, and when you guys come to D.C. to visit me, I'm going to make it for you guys with the bourbon that you bring me, but it's a fashion envy. Fashion envy. The fashion envy it has a similar color to the black um, Manhattan, but it's bourbon, pork, and sugar. Mm. So you want to definitely find a quality pork. And you want to use good sugar. I, I don't use white sugar anymore in any of my cooking or any of my drinks. So I always like to source really good, high-quality brown sugars that I can dissolve relatively quickly to make um, simple syrup. So bourbon, pork, and sugar. And it's a remarkable color, and it's sexy, and it's beautiful, and it also has a high um, truth because of the pork, right? Yeah. We're, and then if I mean, anybody knows what a smash is. Yeah, we definitely, we definitely have to... Um we definitely have to set this up so we can do some in-person research yes. and okay. sit around the table and make drinks yes. and do a live podcast. I think the listeners would benefit from us getting together and doing a longer live podcast or even when we get together to do a live Zoom tasting yes, a lot of Zoom and drinking. Nice. Because I, I think that'll work. I, I love that. I love that. I'll share the link with you guys with um, those seven drinks that all the boss babes have to have and all the recipes are on there. And I want yeah. all of your listeners, inclusive of you guys, to make them. Right. Yeah, that'd be cool. We can share that with the people on the Instagram so we can get some feedback and see how they turn out for them. And I know I'm going to like it, but we'll see if they like it. You yeah. know what I mean? Man, this time went by quick. Yeah. Man, it's right, it is, man. Yeah. I know. It, it, flew, it flew by, dude. It I'm looking by. at the clock like, this is crazy. Yeah. This is nuts. So, um, Bren, Chef Bren Herrera, uh, House of Bren. It's Bren Herrera anywhere and everywhere. If you have Google, like for me, the last few days I had no power. But if you have Google, get on there, Google her. You can see her. Oh, for sure. I'm on Instagram. Literally, Bren Herrera. Bren Herrera. Okay. So, Bren Herrera is my main um, page where I share everything, like my fitness, okay, food, perfect. cooking, my TV stuff. Yeah, and then House of Bren. I also have a House of Bren page and that. All the lifestyle stuff, so where you can get advice and tips and inspiration on how to live your best life. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, we thank Chef Bren Herrera for, for hanging out with the guys from Black and Brown and giving us the knowledge and uh, her expertise on bourbon and food. This has been fantastic. So you can I find, appreciate that. You can find us every two weeks we upload on Sundays you can find us on Apple Spotify and Anchor if you go over to Anchor hit the message button leave us a message we'll add you into the podcast we love to hear what you think about the show any feedback you have on social media you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at the Black and Brown Podcast I'm not going to spell it I've told you before you're intelligent you can figure it out but start it with the BA at Black and Brown Podcast and also we added something new for you we've got a phone number you can call us at 502 502- 383-9433. That is a Kentucky number because we floss like that. We're central to Kentucky, but we're around the world. I like it. The Black and Brown Podcast at gmail.com. And as always, Delvin, take us out with the tag phrase. Stay black and keep it brown. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Brad. I love you guys. I love hey, you guys. Hey, man, I appreciate Thanks. it, man. Responsibly. Yes, absolutely. All right. We'll touch base and we'll talk again. Let's do it again. All right. See ya. Much love, people. Yep.